result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. This week's guest is an up-and-coming pop rock songstress from New York who's just dropped her lead single, Insomnia. Being the first release from her forthcoming album, Insomnia sets the tone for what to expect later this summer. Here to talk about songwriting, her creative process, the process of building an album, and what's inspired the vision she's about to bring to life, it's Violina. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's Mia. Let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? And where does music start for you? I grew up in Bridgehampton. Ooh, rich. (laughs) That's the reaction I get all the time. (laughs) Um, And I kind of, my mom was, uh, played guitar and sang to me all of the time growing up. So Mm -hmm. I was always around it, but. Um, neither of my parents were super into music, so I don't really know where it came from. She was kind of surprised. I just like my senior year or junior year of high school, they were like, you have a project and it's a year long and you have to do it and commit to it. And I was like, I'm going to make an EP. <laughs> my mom was like, excuse me. For school? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that's how I started, you know, writing. That was like the first time I did that. Okay. And then, uh, it kind of, you know, had a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Had you been singing or writing anything before that point? Nope. Or that's where it started for that's you? That's where it started for Were me. you like an avid music listener? I loved listening to music, but I had always felt like I didn't have like good taste. <laughs> because whenever... Who does at 18? <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up on Britney Spears and Eminem. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, what's your, you know, who's your inspiration? I'm kind of like, I honestly have no idea where my sound comes from. I would argue that that is good taste, especially <laughs> at that time. <laughs> well, I had, so my dad and my sister and like that side of my family was super into alternative mm-hmm. and, you know, rock and like, just like, this is a really good tune. And like, they would feel it. And to me, I'd be like, I want to put the pieces together and make this scientifically sound good. And right. I don't know how to get that sound yet. The high school project starts you making music. Yeah. This is when you start writing as well? Yeah. So when did you decide after that that this is something you wanted to pursue as like a career path versus like a hobby or something that you were doing on the side? Well, it was kind of simultaneous with um, me choosing the college that I wanted to go to because mm-hmm. that was also junior year. And um, I really only wanted to ever go to SUNY Oneonta okay. because I just, I didn't know anything about the school. I went and visited the campus and I was like, I'm going here. Are you a stoner? Because that's the reputation <laughs> that they get. <laughs> Not that level, but yeah, Stonyonta. Okay. Yeah. That's what they all say. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like writing, producing on GarageBand. And then when I... When I like showed everyone my senior year, um, I ended up having like the East Hampton Star interviewed me, and my volleyball coach was like, "I really want to send this to my friend. Is that okay?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Absolutely. I don't know what's going on." So, yeah. um, she sent it to a guy who worked at a company called D Town Entertainment in mm-hmm. New York City, and they did the Pitch Perfect soundtrack oh, and okay. like the Alvin and the Chipmunks, a lot of Disney stuff, Hannah Montana. Yeah. But they were like four movies and TV shows. They weren't really like a normal studio. Right. Um. But so he showed it to his boss and then they ended up having me go in there and like signing some deal with them Mm -hmm. that I didn't really understand at all. This is when you were how old? This was when I was in my senior year of high school. Um, So then my mom was just like, yeah, I'm going to sign this thing. And I wasn't educated at all. She wasn't educated at all. It was like one of those things where it's like, don't do that. Doesn't sound good. (laughs) And then the whole company collapsed and nothing came of it. And it was like a year long process of doing, you know, making music and photo shoots and video shoots Mm -hmm. and there's nothing. Yeah. And thinking this is like your, this is it moment. Yeah. They were like, you're going to be a pop star. And I was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Did not happen. (laughs) Okay. So what happens at that point when all of that stuff kind of falls apart? Honestly, I had a major hiatus in Mm -hmm. any sort of productivity. I mean, I made my own songs and then I actually, one of the producers, two of the producers that worked there after the company collapsed, they were like, we still want to work with you. So just send us your music. Right. And, um... So I would do that and then they would turn it into like this kind of like dubstep type of stuff that I really liked at the time. Not right. full, but like, you know, that kind of vibe. Which there's some influence of in like the earlier music that you released, uh, I think it was last year, 21, 2021. Yeah. There's that... a bunch of stuff that you have on there. Yeah. That influence is kind of in there. Yeah. It's very different from the album, I think. Yes. It's just like totally yeah. a whole. I'm so much happier. I feel like I'm actually moving forward with the songwriting itself too. Right. Um, 
which is helpful because I'm now working with people like that's the thing is when I was in college I kind of stopped and I just focused on graduating I did intern um had a studio in East Hampton which was cool mm-hmm. and then I had someone come in that was working on a project and he asked he was like a producer like an old time producer um where he oversees everything he doesn't actually do anything on the computer right um but they were doing a um a sound healing book that they had written and they were putting an album to it Mm -hmm. they ended up asking me to write on it and be on it and then it ended up hitting like four billboard charts for one week oh wow yeah so what happens after that so after that i was living upstate and i kind of just melted into covid happened Mm -hmm. and like I didn't get anything done. I just kept want, like working and being like, when can I make enough money to right. go to the studio? But then um, once I left there, I started going to, I was like, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I got, I got money. I collected money from like this period of unemployment. I didn't even know I could collect it. Right. And I just like called one day and they were like, yeah, we owe you a bunch of money. Oh, shit. I was like, okay. <laughs> I spent all of it at the studio. I yeah. went to this um, studio in West Hempstead and I just, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Here's what I have so far, right. production-wise, lyrics, melodies. And then I just paid them for like separate, um, I would go in for four hours at a time just to do production on a song and then I would go in another day and do another four hours of just vocals. Right. And then that's how I came out with the four songs um, that I have so far. Well, people don't realize how expensive that shit is. Like when you're doing things independently and you're like trying to make it and you're trying to get your stuff seen, Mm -hmm. it's so expensive to fund it yourself and be in the studio. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. So who are some artists making music right now that you're enjoying? (sighs) So my issue is the way that I listen to music. I, I'm trying to fix it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I hear a song and then I add the song and then I don't listen, listen to, to it ever else again. from the artist. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like I forget. I don't even realize that I'm listening to these really awesome people because right. I don't think to click on the album. Yeah. But um, I'm the complete opposite. I wish that I was yeah. because I want people to hear me that way, too, because I'm like one song isn't really right. what the other one's going to be at all. Which is interesting that perspective being that you are an artist making music and you want your music to yeah. be listened to a certain way. So I started downloading yeah. albums. <laughs> I started downloading full albums. I'm all about like the full album experience and I feel like that making a cohesive project is like a lost art in music, especially mm-hmm. in popular mainstream music. And it's starting to come back for some reason. Like that whole yeah. swing is coming back around. And I love that. Yeah. I like like a story, a full project, something that you can listen to from top to bottom and you either love it or hate it. So the first single from your upcoming album is called Insomnia. It just dropped. Tell me about how you feel that you're releasing the first piece of this bigger project. I am really excited because I think it's so much different than anything I've done so far. Um, It also is so different from where the song started mm-hmm. originally right and there's gonna be a second version of it on my album which is gonna be like a little bit chill mm-hmm. this one's got a little bit of a rock vibe in it right and i love the mastered version when i heard it live with like real instruments i wanted to die <laughs> i was like i this is i'm happy um but i'm i like the song a lot for the out like to represent what's going on because it's a really like you might not be able to tell at first, but there's a lot that um, went into that lyrically because like I just have such a struggle with I go back and forth between like sleeping really well and then right and then I'll stay up until three o'clock in the morning or even later just because that's where my creative time comes out. Right. So it's like this struggle between wanting to make music and do what I do and then also being a healthy person. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's something weird about the nighttime for creative people that mm. kind of like gets you going yeah. where like the sunlight and the daytime just doesn't do the same thing for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's tough when you're like wanting to get your sleep in and feel good yeah but also like you need to get shit done in a certain environment Mm -hmm. well that's the other thing is like um the uh, the contrast between like day and night i think i talk about that or at least i think about it a lot when i'm creating music Mm -hmm. like light versus dark right day and night i don't know why i just have a i have a thing with the sun and the moon yeah (laughs) oh so does everybody these fucking days (laughs) um so you wrote the song as well correct yeah so tell me like what it's about, what inspired it. I mean, it started off with me, like I start the song 
songs that I write from the beginning, which is not what a lot of people think you should do. Okay. A lot of people think you should start with the chorus, which is like the catchiest part. Right. And sometimes I'll try that, but this song, I literally just started with one thought and let it run. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting off like, think I finally found a s- fell asleep when I fall suddenly. And that's like when you're in a dream and you just like kick and you wake right. up. And then um, I started doing a bunch of research into like Greek gods and goddesses. And I mentioned three of them in there and I'm like, Basically, I said I'm yelling at Thor for stealing my thunder in my dream. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's Hypnos and Selene. They're the goddess of, um, like, the goddess of night and the god of dreams. Right. And I'm just like, come come to me and help me figure out what's going on. Right. Yeah, it's just about, you know, like, I don't know, I'm finding my way in the dark a little bit. Right. Um. I like that. I like when there's complexity in lyrics and like references to something that you kind of have to continue to listen to and understand and find things that you might have missed. Mm. I hate when it's like simple, boring bullshit. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's good for the right time. Like yeah. if you just want to party and have yeah. a good time in the right environment. Yeah. And I feel like I do have a couple of songs that are a little bit less intricate. Right. Um, that are just about like one kind of situation. Right. But this one I could I could write like pages about. just go in depth yeah but yeah let's talk about songwriting because songwriting is like such a different aspect of things than musicians or artists whatever you want to call it that kind of just record other people's songs Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that it's just different Mm -hmm. so i feel like every songwriter has stories of like weird experiences that inspire songs Mm mm-hmm what is the weirdest place or circumstance that has inspired you to write a song? Hmm. Weirdest. <laughs> weirdest. I'm trying to think of the whole album right now. Okay. So I have the song called One Night that's already out. Mm-hmm. And um, when I showed that to my mom, I was like, can you tell what it's about? And she was like, are you doing drugs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And it's about me seeing Post Malone live for the first time and oh. like wanting to be in his position. I remember being at the concert and I walk in and it's like massive. I was in Buffalo and um, and I just remember being like, it feels like outside, but we're inside and right. it's dark and there's so many people here. And I hadn't really like I've honestly not even been to that many live shows. Before. Really? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, that is ridiculous. Mostly because I don't have any friends to come with me. <laughs> Why? Go alone. I go alone all the time. You make <laughs> new friends. Terrifying. It's so much fun. I have no time for like people who are not as interested mm-hmm. as I am in the artist to yeah. distract me and have to use the bathroom and want to get a drink. Fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> I make new friends in the front row and I hold my position mm-hmm. like I'm on a battlefield. <laughs> but anyway. I, like I don't know if I'm brave enough, but... Um, but yeah, I just like I you can't you can't tell unless I tell you. Right. But it's but it's about me watching him and being like, I want to I want to be there. Right. I want to be where you are. Right. And I want to feel that. And I was like, do you feel this every time? Yeah. <laughs> so is the most common misconception of that song that you're talking about drugs? <laughs> or it's, is that just your mom? <laughs> I, I don't know if it's I, I've gotten like, you know, everyone thinks that a lot of my songs are about like love and boys yeah they always do just sometimes they're not but they do sound like it yeah it could be about a friend or a person and it's just like yeah if you're singing about someone it kind of a lot of the time sounds like it's a romantic thing or sometimes i feel like a lot of songwriters will talk about that the experience might not necessarily be about them sometimes a friend or somebody they know is going through something and they talk about it from their own perspective yeah even though it's not actually happening to them right so the new album is your first full-length project it's your first body of work that you're putting out um, and it feels like such a full circle moment to sit here at Ridewave Studios where you recorded the entire album mm-hmm. and talk about it now that it's finished. Yeah. No, I'm really happy to be here. And like, I I remember the entire time that we were recording and, you know, putting everything together. I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait for it to be done. Yeah. I can't wait for it to be done. Yeah. And now we're And now we're here and it's ready. It's also such a wild ride, too, because like you only get one time to put out a debut project yeah. and no matter how it does where it goes whatever album you put out next after that after that it'll never be the first yeah so i feel like it's a more nerve-wracking experience <laughs> because you want it to be perfect mm-hmm. and you're also learning as you go mm-hmm. it's strange but it's exciting are you more excited or are you more nervous oh i'm 100 percent more excited yeah i don't even care like i don't think about the stuff that's 
would make me nervous. I'm just like, I'll deal with that when it's happening. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to think about being on stage or whatever. Um, I'm not even going to think about it until yeah. I'm up there. Yeah. Because just, then I have, I can't leave. Yeah. Just go <laughs> I'm with just it. just there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a different experience, though, when you write the music. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's almost like opening up your journal mm-hmm. and being like, here you go. Anybody want to read this shit? (laughs) Absolutely. Every single one of those songs is from personal experience. Right. So that's different, too, because what you're singing about is a part of your life. Yeah. It's not like other people's words. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that would make me nervous if I was in your position. I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I want everybody to fucking know this. I I, That part doesn't bother me so much. It's more like I want... The hardest thing for me to think about is... Uh, like people hearing it and then not actually hearing what I'm saying. Right. Which is inevitable anyway, because everyone's going to listen to it differently. And if they can connect to it in a different way, that's awesome. Interpretation is also another part of it. Like sometimes I listen to music and I can't really tell if my interpretation is exactly what their experience was, Mm -hmm. but it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if it impacts my life, the way that I take it, Mm-hmm. isn't that kind of the point yeah you know and there's yeah. a lot of artists who purposely evade talking about exactly what the subject matter is yeah. because they want to leave it open to your interpretation yeah. which i also think is interesting yeah i i feel like i've tried to do that before but i also try and be like a little bit sneaky about stuff because mm-hmm. i'm like i want people to figure it out like a puzzle yeah right <laughs> and then it's probably exciting too as your fan base continues to grow, mm. people will probably start to tell you what their idea of it is. Yeah. And it will be fun to see if people get it right. Yeah. Or what their own interpretation that might not be what you meant is. Yeah. It's still well, interesting. I had the one song, One Plus One. Mm-hmm. It's the lyrics are One Plus One is Three. Mike, who mastered the songs, um, listened to it. And it was like a week and a half before his wedding. Right. Just, oh, I saw this. I saw this. Yeah. You posted it. Yeah. When he messaged us on Instagram and he was like, you guys, are you kidding me? I'm so angry at you. I'm crying right now. And I was like, what are you, what's Aww. going on? And he was like, one plus one. It's so good. And I was like, I am so happy yeah. that they connected to it on that level. Had it at his wedding and danced to it with his wife Crazy. and his baby, which is the whole concept. Yeah. One plus one is the three of them. Oh, that makes sense. And then. I thought you were just bad at math. <laughs> but I wrote that when I was 17. So I'm like, the fact oh, that shit. that can yeah. like. Do that now is awesome. And the fact that it still means something to you and other people because you're how old now? 26. Right. So you're in a completely different place in yeah, life. Yeah, 100%. But what you were talking about and feeling back then is still yeah. meaningful to you and other people. Mm-hmm. That's sick. So the album was pretty much entirely produced by J.P. Acido from Ride Waves Productions. Um, he also spent years making music and touring and still is with his band Oogie Wawa, which I affectionately call Wawa Wiwa. How did you guys meet and what is that working relationship like? Oh, I'm so excited to tell you how we met. <laughs> this is this is funny. Do you want to say hi? He's here. Say hi. Hello. <laughs> he looks very sexual in his backwards hat. <laughs> Go ahead. Um so uh, I was at a transitional period in my life. Mm-hmm. And I went on Do you want to t- explain that cuz that word can be taken a lot of ways these days? I was um this was after I'm going to get you canceled before you even start. That's Sorry. fine. It's, it's got to happen at some point. Um, Do you have any old tweets we should talk about? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have to go No, look. don't. Don't. <laughs> Pretend I never said that. Sorry. Continue. Um, so it was, I was living with one of my exes at the time, at like, not at the time, but I had moved in with my brother and was living out here and it had been a while and... I decided to go on a Tinder date mm-hmm. with this Uh-oh. guy who I went to my college. I knew who he was. Right. I had mutual friends and stuff. And I just, we didn't, it's cool. He's mm-hmm. cool. He's a nice person, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't like a match. <laughs> okay. Um, but we went to dinner at Old Fields mm-hmm. and um, he was the bartender. We sat at the bar. Right. And I don't even know what happened with the date. I started talking to JP about music <laughs> and then I pulled up all my stuff and showed him. And then, um, and then I like stalked Oogie Wawa and, um, like his personal page and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like, come into the studio one day. And then like, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, he was like, we want you to be our first artist. That's awesome. I, it was amazing. What did it feel like to come into the studio for the first time? Like not knowing what you were really walking into. Because now, obviously, that you've done this whole album together mm-hmm. and you've built this relationship, um, I'm sure 
it feels different. But when you're yeah. coming into a situation like that for the first time, it's probably nerve wracking. Honestly, I was fairly comfortable. I've been in a lot of studios before. I just haven't like been on a full project like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I've done a lot of vocals for other people. I was working, uh, you know, I had interned at a studio. I had them been in the city to a few. Mm-hmm. But um, so the studio itself wasn't like really new to me. But it's the whole vibe. It was just like above this like place that I've I've known about but I've never gone into before. Right, it's above a bar. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing yeah. because you just go down and get a beer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but um it was I didn't re- I don't know what was going on at the time. Like I wasn't there was nothing I was expecting out of it. Mm-hmm. It was just like cool, I can there's someone here that I know that creates music cuz I've right. never had anyone in my life really that was musical. Mm-hmm. Like I just have always wanted like people in my yeah. life that <laughs> can do that with me. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, it's like a came. musical marriage. <laughs> it really kind of is. I feel bad sometimes. I'll text him at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I have an idea right now. And if I don't tell you, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's always how it works. <laughs> I write shit down in my sleep all the time. Like I'm yeah. like falling asleep and then I pop up with an idea and I'm like, I got to write this down because if yeah. I wake up tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'll be like, what the fuck was it? And it'll kill me all day. Gone, yeah. yeah. I'll wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and I'll straight up hum a tune. Yeah. Out like of my voice sleep. notes. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah crazy i do that sometimes too i'm like mumbling in my sleep on voice <laughs> notes and then i listen to it the next day and i was like did somebody slip me drugs like <laughs> it sounds crazy and some of them are great ideas and some of them mm. are complete shit yeah but the ones that are good are worth it yeah and the ones that are shit make me mad that i fucked up my sleep <laughs> but you know you take the good with the bad um so there's two versions of the first single insomnia one's more upbeat and vibrant the other's a little more chill and a little darker mm-hmm. how did you come up with the two very different concepts for the same song and were you kind of like trying to pick between which direction you were going to go at first or did you have this idea that you wanted two versions of the same thing so where I think that song was at originally from just my production mm-hmm. was in the middle of the two of them okay. ish. Um, it had a very basic beat, um, but like I had the vocals down. I knew what I wanted to do with the vocals, and then building the track underneath has always been a little bit harder for me because I'm not really trained in production. I just kind of do what I can okay. in logic. Yeah. Um. And the drums I'm awful at. That's my biggest weakness <laughs> is drums. Like I I'll do what I can, but I always need them to be redone. Yeah. Um Well, but, luckily there's people for that. But it started like yes. <laughs> it started to it started to take this direction and every time we worked on it, it became it was like, Oh, I'm so excited this is going this way and then all of a sudden we had like this rock song. Some people hear it and they're like, I get like a country vibe from mm-hmm. that. I'm like that is nowhere yeah. near where it was originally. <laughs> so I was like, I really wanted to keep um, the vibe that w- I originally had because I liked the mellow, like chilled out version. Because right. I was like, I want people to listen to this and like want to smoke to it and yeah. chill. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite kind of music. Yeah. I like when you listen to music and you like smoke with it and you're like, I think the person who made this yeah. was smoking with this music. <laughs> like, I think that was the intention. Yeah, well, I also had, there's this girl, um, she's an artist, her name is Elena Castillo, mm-hmm. and she's not very big right now, but um, she has a song called Indica, mm-hmm. which to me, like, I, whether or not, like, you smoke weed, mm-hmm. I loved that song because it was when I started listening to that, and I really liked the beat and her vocals, um and it was when i was moving into my apartment which is the first time i've lived alone in my life okay and that was such an important part of my life Mm -hmm. and just completely changed my perspective about everything the apartment me yeah me living alone and like doing my own stuff i had that same experience and it's just life changing it is life changing especially when you're young like when you're in your 20s and you do it early yeah i feel like it like it was so much peace it's like a second set of formative years Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, no, it was like it was extremely important. I don't think I'd be here if I like didn't have right. the ability to be on my own. So Indica was the song that I was listening to and I really like because I loved it so much, I loved that part of my life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I kinda want I want 
it to give somebody else that feeling. So that's why I made the second version. It was a little bit more chill. That makes more. sense. Yeah. So you're going to put both versions on the album? Yeah. The sec- the the um, It's ca- going to be called the Daybreak Mix. Oh, I like that. Nice. That's fun. But that's only going to be on the album. It's not going to be out as a single. I think that's a cool experience for the listener, too, because... It's almost like you get to hear a part of the creative process. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. to listen to a lot of demos when mm-hmm. they start like leaking like a year after music comes out because it's so interesting how a song starts in one place and ends up in a completely different space. Yeah. So to hear that in your two versions is cool for like people who really look for stuff like that, Yeah. which is what I look for. So I previewed the entire album. You did? I did. I love it. Thanks. My favorite songs, the standouts for me, were the single, mm-hmm. Insomnia. I like the darker, more moody version, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm a miserable person, so that's what <laughs> I enjoy. Um, and I like to get high, so perfect mission accomplished. <laughs> but my absolute favorite song is Stranger. Thank you. What inspired that song? What is it about? I was introduced to someone who I didn't obviously did not know, but Mm -hmm. um, no mutual friends other than this one person. Um, And because he plays guitar. And at the time, I don't think I had met JP or knew what Ride Waves was yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I really need to have people that play instruments so I can play shows. I want to like be singing live. Right. Um, So this was a guitar player and I hadn't actually met him yet. But I was like messaging him back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, I I feel like I can connect to a lot of different types of people. Right. But um, it seemed like we got along really well almost immediately. And um, so I just at one point I was like, we we're talking about making music. And I was like, well, we should just make a song before we even meet each other. Right. And I don't even know if he ever did. I don't even like know where he's not really involved in my life anymore because right. I just didn't go that route. Um, but yeah, I just was like, I want to make a song about what I know about you so far and what I think I know about you, which is also in the lyrics I talk about, like if I don't, then all I'm doing is just like starting off with a stranger. Right. It's like, I either know you or I don't. It's, yeah. And it's the same outcome. Right. And you <laughs> might either, you might turn out to be what I think or not. Yeah. That's interesting. And he did not. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> What made you decide to keep the song so like stripped back and raw as far as the production? Because it's just a baseline. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I just, I didn't even really mean to. I just, that's the only part that I wrote. And I immediately was like, okay, I know the melody. So I went from baseline to singing the melody specifically so I wouldn't forget it and get lost in production. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, I, I like I like that. And then I brought it here and they were like, whoa. Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> There's nothing else that I've heard that's like that. I'm still fighting with JP about how that should also be a song that has two versions because <laughs> I had some ideas when I was high and he shut me down. But I, oh, think, no. I think they were good. <laughs> but, you know, I'm me. So, of course, I think it was good. Um, Teardrops. Teardrops is another very different song, too. Do you know who Melanie Martinez is? Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of her stuff, like okay, her cool. original album, yeah. which is the best because she kind of like, you know, yeah, yeah. not everybody can continue that. Um, right. But that album was great and it re- gave me that kind of vibe. Um, I like the lyric. Think you forgot the R when you called me petty. Oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. I was literally going to bring <laughs> this up before and I didn't because I wanted to like. Oh, my God. I was listening to the song for the first time, and I stopped it, and I went back, like, three times because I was laughing so hard. I love that. That I had to, like, go back. I was like, that's fucking great. I love it. So every time I show this song to someone, I specifically am like, okay, don't talk at this part or, like, (laughs) turn it up. I'm like... Like, did you catch that? Mm-hmm. And nobody ever does. <laughs> nobody has ever been like, oh, that's fun. Like, they don't even, they're like, what did it say? I'm like, come on. I listen come to on. music differently. JP will tell you. It's yeah. like, I look for things. Yeah. And even in like the production and the sounds, like him and I will talk. That's why we developed a friendship that we have. Mm-hmm. Because I'll be like, yo, did you listen to this? And did you hear that? Like all the way in the back at yeah. the end. I'm like, what's that sound? And I don't know any of the fucking technical terms because mm-hmm. I'm slow when it comes to that stuff. I'm like, what's that noise? Is that a synth? He's like, no, idiot. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that line stuck out to me. So tell me more about like what that song is about. That was... um. I mean, <clears throat> obviously teardrops, but you know. Yeah, it was like 
I was kind of like done with the bullshit. That's where I was at in my life. Mm-hmm. I was I was living with my ex at the time. Like we don't have to talk about my fuck decisions him. in life. Fuck him. <laughs> but I'm listening. Like- Go fuck yourself. But thanks for the inspiration. <laughs> But I felt like I'd given up my entire life for this person. Mm -hmm. Like, I moved in. I moved a piano in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, uh, he also had a kid. And I... That's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely... some. It's a full commitment. It's a... That's not like a normal... Oh, my God. He wants to be a stepmom at 20-something. Yeah. Well... And... But the thing is, like, when I do anything, I put everything into it. Right. So, at this point, I was just like... I'm done with all of your bullshit. Like I like any comment that you even are going to say to me right now for no reason. Like I'm just done with it because I like I've I'm tired of giving things to people and then not receiving anything in return. Right. Put that in the mail and return to sender. Goodbye. See you later. Yeah. On to the next. I like to do the thing where I go on Google and I copy like the um, error message that like your text cannot be delivered. This phone is out of service. Send that to people. Yeah. 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 Let them think you're gone. I just like. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I'm going to do it. I'm sure it's hard to pick, but if you have to pick a favorite mm-hmm. from the album or something that maybe you're most proud of as far as like writing, what's the song? Hmm. Um honestly, one of my So, I'm going to answer that with two answers, okay. which So, the song Selfish. Mm-hmm. That one I'm really proud of because it was a it was like me during the time of me living starting to live on my own okay. and i was like fuck everything i'm going to be selfish now it's my time like i'm t- like i'm done giving my time to everything else it's me now mm-hmm. um but also the actual sound of that song is so much different than what i originally created like my production was very limited and it was super moody and like that was it it right. didn't really build and then I brought it here and then all of a sudden it was this awesome track that would sound so fun to play live mm-hmm. and like has a it's like a beat like you can dance to it like it's it's fun and like uplifting and that's like the hardest thing for me to do is make a song uplifting yeah, on my own. Right. Um so that one I'm really proud of. Um and then I also am proud of JP's gonna die right now. <laughs> um knock knock. He told me so I hated this song. Mm-hmm. It was called Tin Man before. Okay. I had like I wrote it when I was working with these people in the city that like took all my mom's money for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but we basically, he was like, we like the melody. You can do whatever you want to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Just keep the melody and we're going to change it, but do it. And I was like, I, I hate it. It's so cheesy. Like right. I cannot listen to it. He was like, can you just this one song? Just trust me. And I was like, fine like very reluctantly fine mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i'm probably not gonna want to use it but i'll do it anyway <laughs> and then i re- you know i rewrote the lyrics inspired by the same person as one of the other songs mm-hmm. and uh and then i took me like a, probably a month after i even recorded it and then all of a sudden i was like damn i like this song. yeah <laughs> are you nervous for people like that to hear it like do you think that when you put it out Mm-mm, those no. people you're talking about will like no it's about them oh i don't even care oh good yeah you no. shouldn't fuck it i know one of them a, a few of them a few people know that my songs are about them mm-hmm. um but i also am like shameless with it to begin with i'll be like here i'm like while dating someone i'll be like here's this song it's about fuck you mm-hmm. listen to it <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll just be like, <laughs> that's the best way to be <laughs> I love that. So you started doing covers on TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff while you were making the album. Yeah. Did you cover any artists during that time that influenced the music and the direction that you were going? Honestly, I don't think so because by the time I started posting covers, all of it was at least created like just the bones and the structure at Mm -hmm. least. You know, a lot of them were enhanced and like sounded a a lot better but the actual structure the melodies you know basic instrumentation stuff like that was already kind of there okay so who's your favorite artist to cover honestly my favorite um my favorite thing to cover was killing me softly i love that song yeah i thought you were gonna say amy winehouse because i saw a few few of them no that's fun too yeah but i also like 
surprisingly didn't really know those songs that well. Mm -hmm. So I learned them specifically to cover them. Yeah. Even when I played downstairs at the bar, um, just to practice, they were like, learn this Amy Winehouse song. And I was a little bit nervous for that because I was like, I'm going to forget the lyrics. But Which they, one was it? It was, um, it was Valerie. Yeah, that's a classic to cover. I did. I thought I did another one too. Back to Black maybe? No, it was... Um, Oh yeah, you know I'm no good. Yes, you know I I'm no good. I saw the video and I was like, oh, I like her because I didn't know. I thought you picked it. I'm not sure if you did, <laughs> but I was like, I like her because that's one of my favorite Amy Winehouse songs, and Noah never plays it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed li like learning it, and yeah. I was like, this is fun. This yeah. is like that's fun for me. That's like my activity is singing in the car, so I'm like learning it. <laughs> in yeah, my car. I love that. Yeah, I do too, but it doesn't sound as good as yours would. <laughs> um, when did you start skateboarding? <laughs> in March. Of this year? You just yeah. picked that up at 26 years old? I'm going to be a well, skateboard chick now? I had like always, I knew how to be on a board and I used to like longboard a little bit. I used to penny board when mm -hmm. I was just like in school messing around. Mm -hmm. And I had always wanted to learn how to skateboard because I thought it was super fun and cool and whatever. But I like never had anyone that I knew that would be able to teach me. Right. I didn't, you know. Um, but then... Yeah, I like made a friend and he taught me how to do some stuff. And then I was getting like good fast. Until you fell. And then they were like, what's going on? And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had one. It didn't even hurt. I didn't even know I got hurt. I, f I it was my first time being on a transition ramp, which is mm -hmm. like when it curves instead of just going straight up. Okay. Um, And I was putting the trucks on the edge and then coming back down. And then um, and on the way down. I just hit it the wrong way and I like I felt something it was like my whole body was just like shut down for one second and but it wasn't even painful it was just like stop yeah. it was just your body was just like don't do this right now yeah. and then I like close my eyes for a second look up I have this guy standing with his hands trying to pick me up and I'm like okay no I'm good and I got back up and I skate skateboarded for like another hour yeah and then i found out Probably like made it, it worse it blew up so big and they were like you have a fracture in three tears oh my god it's like okay six weeks on crutches i feel like you're very sweet and approachable but you might beat the shit out of someone if you have to <laughs> not just because of the skateboarding but that's just evidence of it like i feel like Thanks. that's your style like she's a sweet girl until she wants to punch you in the face <laughs> i like that those are my favorite kind of people mm, thank you i haven't actually had to yet which is nice that's good but I'm also like, I don't really get into situations where I would need to. Because no, but I'm I like, feel like what I'm saying is if I, I did need like to, oh, could. 100%. Yeah. yeah, no, I would yeah. I would break my hand if yeah. I needed to. I think it would be scary. And I would, I would if, if it happens, never get there, I'd like to be there. Okay. I'm not promoting we'll it. I'll take but. a video for you, <laughs> at least if you're not there. <laughs> and don't skateboard anymore until you're done promoting the album. I know. Well, I said I would go dressed as a marshmallow. Oh, my God. There's already somebody doing that. <laughs> Um, so I also like the direction you're taking visually, like some of the images. I saw the cover for the single. What do you think of the industry's incessant need to over-sexualize female artists? And are you intentionally avoiding that? Because there mm. is not one image that I've seen of you with your boobs out. <laughs> and I like that. Thanks. You're not selling your image you're selling the music yeah i like that so are you intentionally doing that or are you trying to avoid that on purpose it's definitely something i've thought about my i have one music video it's for my sing the one single uh-oh i saw it that was a little bit it was like i'm friends with the guy who made the music video and i loved being with them and doing that whole process and it was cool i don't think it was like super crazy but for me i was still even a little bit like do you think it's a little bit too sexualized? Because I'm in a bathtub. Right. I mean, you don't see anything, but like. Yeah. It was, it was, but it was creative. It was like a whole, you wanted it to be um, vibey and like moody. And it was, but I, after that, I was like, okay, I think I don't want to, I don't want to show too much. Not because like, I love the freedom and being able to wear whatever you want and right. like show as much as you want. But personally i just like know how the internet works and i don't want people to be attracted to my music for my body right i don't even want people to know what my face looks like right i want them to hear the music first and right. then decide that yeah. they're gonna be a fan yeah. or not that makes sense i like that but that's really the only reason i mean like i have you know i love my body and like wouldn't be ashamed of doing anything differently but i also just know that i'd want to like 
yeah, I just want people to approach me the way that I want them to approach yeah, me. Yeah, music now, bra top later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the the vibe of the album is a little more, there's like a rock edge to it in a lot mm-hmm. of the songs than what you've put out previously. Yeah. So what made you want to lean in that direction? Honestly, I don't even know if it was on purpose, but I loved it while it was happening. Mm-hmm. I was just like way happy. I, I don't know. I mean, live instruments... I've never really been able to um, create that sound on my own because I don't know how to play guitar or the drums. I learned classical piano when I was growing up and I got fairly decent at it and then I just never did it again. So now I know enough to like make chords um, or to create, I use it to create production on my computer. So I'll use a keyboard and then I'll program all the rest of the instruments with that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't have any instrumental skills (laughs) so um just the whole sound of the bass the guitar the drums and like live kits live sounding kits at least instead of you know the the logic boom right yeah like i i just love it so much more it sounds so much more real to me and and just like connects with people or at least i connect with it so much more so right I don't know. I'm just really excited about it. <laughs> do you think that this will become like your lane for a sound now? Or do you think as you progress, you'll experiment with different sounds? I think that it definitely helped me figure out what I like about creating music and my sound. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is that the album does have a specific theme sound wise, but it also has a lot of different genres in it it's like there's one song that's like 80s is like dancey and then there's one that's like acoustic and then there's the rock and then there's um like reggae too Mm -hmm. and but i what i really like is so that song um hopscotch jp gave me a beat and he was just told me to write over it and it was very different from what um they i guess they had tried to write over it and just like like we don't want to try right um but I like that because I would have never thought to create that beat at all. Right. So when people, I I want to collaborate with a lot of people because I think that it just totally expands the way that you can create and write because a lot of, everyone has an inner song. You're always going to gravitate towards a certain sound unless you try hard to not. Mm-hmm. And when you, yeah, when you work with other people, I just think it's opens up so many more doors yeah things like you might not have even thought of that you wanted to experiment with yeah 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 i put in my notes that i want some house remixes i'm down for that and then we had the whole conversation before your wheels are already spinning jp's making sign language at me um and, and then it was funny because this whole week i was talking about to everyone about these releases that are coming out from like the mainstream artists and how it seems to be going in that direction, mm-hmm. which is my literal dream. Um, but I had already put that in my notes. So that was so funny. And then we talked about today, everything that was going on um, in the music industry and what's coming out. So are you thinking of doing that? Like, do you think down the line at some point you'll do like different versions or remixes? Or- I would love that. I've always wanted um, to have one of my songs be remixed by someone who's like good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also really love dance and house music and I want, I would love to be on like a nice fun tune. Like I want people to get excited when they hear a song that I'm on. Yeah. I feel like I could hear your vocals fitting really well with like those side projects that some of like the pop artists do where they yeah. work with the DJs like Diplo and um, who else am I thinking of? Like Aluna George, all mm. those kind of artists. Yeah. I feel like your voice would fit well with that style. I would love that. So yeah. Much. That's really that cool. so much fun. I love that kind of music. Yeah. No, I don't me know too. why. Yeah. I also loved what you did on your Instagram where you took that like lo-fi beat and you mm. started writing over it. Thanks. Do you think that you would experiment with some kind of music like that? Like that kind of sound? Yeah, I that's love. Anoth- that's another high yeah. music. Yeah, it is. Area. It really is. Um, no, I love like chill lo-fi stuff. It's just vibey. Like mm-hmm. I want like... When I hear that type of stuff, I want to like close my eyes and just like shake my head and make a face. Like yeah. that's just how I react because it's like you you feel it. You're like in the pocket of the music. And yes. you're just like, yeah, I love that. I would love to write more over that stuff. And that was just like, what, 30 seconds I just found. I was like, looked up royalty free, like <laughs> YouTube, whatever. And it was just like, I'm doing this. I love that. 
Do you have a title for the album? Yes, I do. Do you want to talk about it? Yes. Okay, what is it? Love to. It's Nick. Wait, wait, we've got drums. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's called Nyx. N-Y-X. What does that mean? Nyx is a goddess that I came across. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you Greek? You would think. Uh. You would think. I'm just super into it. Okay. Um, But she is basically was like born in the darkness and introduced the difference between nighttime and daytime, which is a huge part of my album. The whole theme. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And she's just like, she's, she's represents, um, you know, the dream world versus reality. And like, um, it's just, it, I found her and I saw what she looked like. And I was like, this woman, I connect with whoever this is so much. And she's not really that well known as far as Greek gods mm-hmm. and goddesses go. But um, she is one of like the original ones. Right. Because she created Night and Day. That's so amazing that like you found and came across that mm-hmm. and it fits so well yeah. with what you're doing. I was like, it was weird. I was like it's obsessed perfect. with her at one point. I was just like, okay, well, now I need to dye my hair black and now I need to like look like her for <laughs> what my was album your hair cover. Before? Brown. But I was like, it needs to be darker now. Did you shoot the cover? Yeah. Yeah. I did. So I used a picture from a, a photo shoot and then I had um, an artist that I know rich bollinger Mm -hmm. um created this piece out of it and i mean the moon's in there it's got the darkness it's got the like you know glowy light in it too which is like i'm obsessed with i was bluffing i saw it it looks great i love it (laughs) thank you i was just pretending i didn't see it for the effect but whatever (laughs) sorry kill the secret it was great i love it it's really cool thank you i like that you can see you but not really that's what i wanted to yeah which makes sense because you just explained that so like knowing what it looks like mm-hmm. i can see that it makes yeah. sense yeah. i like the way you changed the logo too like with the colors in it yeah yeah i know J- jp sent me over a version and it was like i think he sent a couple and then he showed the the brighter one and he was like you know i don't know i don't know if you want the like rainbowiness in there I was did like, you send I was like, me the one that you liked originally when i was like why is it blurry <laughs> yeah i yeah. like your idea better I'm like I'm just like I'm always into the rainbow stuff. Like I, know, I want t- all the told colors. You change the lights. Yeah, I'm always black and rainbow <laughs> is like my main thing. What a contrast! When does the album come out? It comes out on July 28th. We're gonna do an album release party show thing. Fun. Yeah. Do you know where? Not yet. 89 North in Patchogue. That sounds fun. Yes, it's gonna be very exciting. What do you want people to take away from this project? If you could have one message that you're sending through this album be received by everybody who listens, what is that? The first is that nothing is really simple. Everything is really complicated and complex and people kind of try and um, simplify everything. They try and categorize things and rationalize things and say, I've experienced something exactly like this. This is how it is. And a lot of times it's not. Um, But I just think that like sound wise, the album kind of reflects that because it's not all one genre. It's kind of a little bit all over the place, but also the same at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the whole theme of like, you know, there's, there's light and dark in everything. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on your perspective and how you look at it. Um, and that's been like a life-saving realization for me is that things really aren't just how other people that I respect think of them. Mm-hmm. Cause I have a huge family, I have a huge support system in my life and I'm always super concerned about what other people think about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and it's just crippling. So right. one of the, like the big things that I was able to take away from creating my music was to not worry about that so much and just take things how I feel that they are. Um, so if someone else could feel that way that'd be awesome and then the other thing is just like to be yourself because there's really no point in trying anything else because it just hurts you to force anything else which is also again just um my sound is just not i don't know i don't know what else it sounds like but it doesn't matter because that's what i'm creating yeah i think it's really interesting to listen to the album and listen to kind of what you're saying in it Mm especially at the age and the stage of life that you're at because Mm. it's such a transition that you're like on your way into i feel like in the mid 20s to 30 like there's so many 
changes. I feel like yeah. a switch just kind of flips and everything that didn't make sense does. Yeah. And you almost don't even know what it is that makes sense. Yeah. That didn't before, but you feel something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's interesting to listen to that as it happens. And it'll be interesting for you to listen back to it later. Yeah. And that's one of the coolest parts of being not only a musician, but a songwriter is that you're like capturing your life in these moments mm. in like a jar yeah and you can open it whenever you want yeah it's crazy it's like a time capsule i mean that sounds gay but <laughs> it is no, it's cool though because like i people go through it's not always the same age but people always got to go through a point in their life where they're unlearning all the stuff that they learned growing up and right. that's kind of where this all was it's like i'm i'm unlearning and relearning a lot about mm-hmm. life it's like the second chapter i feel like everything up until now was one chapter and now it's the beginning of my new life right hundred yeah. percent okay tell everybody where they can find you follow you watch all your covers that you don't know the names of the amy winehouse <laughs> songs we'll forgive you um all of my social media instagram is at hyatt's via and i think i'm TikTok. dyslexic did you think it was hits via yeah everyone thinks it's hits via with two eyes yeah, I made a note to myself. Oh, we got to clarify. That. Like, am I dyslexic? First, I said your name wrong, <laughs> which is fine because I'm going to re-record an intro later because I forgot to write it. Oops. <laughs> no, a lot of it, it's it's unfortunately looks like hits via, but mm-hmm. it's it's high. It's via. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the album and the single are all going to be out on everything. Apple Music, Spotify. Those are the main ones. <laughs> but it's gonna be out everywhere so if you listen somewhere else it'll yeah you'll be able to hear it all right great well make sure you check her instagram so you can find where to stream it listen to the single which is out yes it's out album is coming july 28th which she just found out (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for sitting with me and for doing this it was really really exciting and interesting to listen to you talk about all of this music from your own perspective beyond just listening to the songs themselves and i'm so excited to see what happens when it comes out and what the reception is and where you're going and the live performances i can't wait to see what happens i can't wait to really exciting thank you so much for talking to me thank you (laughs) all right whores (laughs) we'll see you next week i don't know what's happening next week i don't even know what's happening today goodbye bye Oh, 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 oh,